I'm Bridget Owens, and you're listening to the Waxing Soul Podcast. Join me on an exploration of mindful modern magic, a journey toward deeper understanding of self and transformative individual spirituality. It's December 17th, 2020, and on today's episode, we'll be discussing the calendar year as one of three personally significant annual spiritual cycles, why it's important to look at our own life patterns and cycles, and how numerology can help us approach the mysteries of each new year as growth opportunities. Are you ready to grow your soul? The year is drawing to an end, meaning there's only a couple more episodes until New Year's Day, so it's definitely time to talk about some New Year's type topics, um, but not resolutions. Uh, The end of the year is certainly a point where a cycle turns over, and I think that most of us have some sense of it being a point of a new beginning at some level. You know, logically, we know that there's no tangible difference in our world between December 31st and January 1st. But logically, we know there's no tangible difference in ourselves between the day before our birthday and the day of our birthday. But still, we, you know, I can always feel the shift. And just like everything else magic, uh, just because it's not logical doesn't mean it's not real. Um, We do experience cycles in our lives, specifically, you know, annual cycles, and the calendar year is just one of them. Um, Eventually, I, I intend to write a book on this, but for now, I'll just kind of summarize the other two main types of cycles that I won't be going in depth on today, um, but I am going to go in depth on these in in future episodes. But just to put everything in context, um, the first cycle that everyone experiences is their personal year um, from from birthday to birthday. Uh, The personal year cycle is really all about personal growth. Um, You know, we learn things and we develop a more stable sense of self and we build up wisdom apparently, so they say, as we get older, right? So from each birthday to birthday, we go through, you know, years that we can use to kind of mark the growth in our lives, kind of like, you know, hash marks on a door frame to mark physical growth in a kid's height, right? So, you know, you can surely look back on your on your past years and recognize bits of growth along the way through your life. Um, like, I, I can list all the lessons that I learned when I was 19 uh, and first moved out on my really on my own about, you know, how the world was different than what I'd been taught as a kid. Um, so that was, you know, an important thing of, of that personal year for me. Um, I can point to, you know, how many things I accomplished in my thirties that I didn't know I was ready for. Like those, those are, uh, all associated with specific years. If I look back that way. Um, and I think we can all do, do that. Um, you know, we start that from a very young age, actually, you know, we, we, there are milestones as kids grow, uh, that we look for and, and that continues up into adulthood and in our whole lives. Um, the second type of annual cycle that we're not kind of going to dig in deeply to today is your spiritual cycle. And for some of you that may be a little bit hard to pin down, but pretty much every spiritual path or tradition has holidays and observances that Don't just mark out the year, but mark out some kind of framework of belief. Um, So, for instance, when I was Catholic, you know, the spiritual year centered around Easter and Christmas. It was, um, you know, telling there was, you know, stuff leading up to those two dates. And it all reinforced the ideas about, um, you know, birth and resurrection and redemption and salvation and that whole story. So it's... uh, 
reinforcing those spiritual ideas. For me now, it's the wheel of the year. So I look at sort of Samhain as my spiritual new year. And each year is, is about the changing of the seasons, how the cycles play out in nature, how we're part of that nature. So those spiritual cycles, the traditions that are associated with them, um, help us grow in our spiritual path. So it's the same kind of development, but it's a, a development of um, belief and spiritual connection. Uh, and, and they specifically reinforce and engage with our beliefs and our deep spiritual values. So, uh, so that's the second one. The third, the one that I really want to talk about in depth today is, of course, the calendar year. Um, and the calendar years are more about the big cultural, maybe even global cycles, maybe even universal cycles, the, the changes in the energy around us, the forces of society, the forces of the universe, the stuff that's, that's not personal just to us. Um, so for instance, you know, 2020 maybe wasn't personally awful for everyone. Um, I would really doubt that any of us can say that 2020 was terrific overall, but there are certainly some, me included, who can point to a lot of good things that happened this year that, that quarantine kind of enabled some, some really great stuff. Um, you know, that, that despite what's going on in the world, some really good things happened. So, but still globally, 2020 was universally traumatic. Like there are all kinds of forces that were beyond our control that impacted all of us. And we may have personally dealt with them very well, even benefited from them, but that doesn't change the pandemic. It doesn't change the social unrest. It doesn't change the economic fallout, et cetera, et cetera. So when we approach each year, it's just natural to kind of look back at the one, you know, the one before, declare which parts are good and bad, kind of formulate some sort of hope that the next year is going to be different. And, you know, sure, it's kind of arbitrary, totally is arbitrary that January 1st is the date that that all hinges on. But it's it's been that way for so long that our adherence to that as a start date, as a transition date becomes real and, and sort of powerful truth, right? So if personal years are about personal growth and spiritual years are about spiritual development, then the calendar year is about our relationship to that larger world and the larger universe. It's how um, we deal with those larger cycles and the larger forces, uh, the stuff that happens around us. Um, just because we can't control or alter or change those things single-handedly doesn't mean they don't have anything to do with us, obviously. And like I said, not all of us are impacted the same way or react the same way to the same things happening at that larger scale. I mean, 2020 has been overall traumatic. Some people have experienced loss and learned hard lessons and struggled and others have thrived and found new directions, gotten to spend time on, you know, long neglected areas of their lives. And the thing is that we all go through overall cycles of highs and lows and shifts and changes that come at us from outside ourselves. And those cycles are just as important to look at and recognize as the other two cycles. Because, you know, remember all the stuff that I talked about a couple of episodes ago about evolution and how it's driven by the things that change in our environment. Well, this is that. This is looking more closely at those um, cycles of what happens around us and our own cycles of how we tend to, to interact with those. Um, and that enables us to make the kind of choices that enhance and shape our personal evolution. You know, we can't change what happens around us, but we can choose how those things 
change us. If you're enjoying this episode of Waxing Soul, subscribe to the show. Each week, we dive into a different part of the world of spirituality, magic, and self-evolution. Check out last week's episode for a discussion of fitting magical and spiritual practice into our busy lifestyles, why knowing how to simplify your practice makes your practice more effective, and ways to streamline things to maximize the magic in your life. And come back next week, where we'll talk about the important difference between pain and discomfort, the dangers of spiritual avoidance and bypassing, and how we can stop using spirituality to numb ourselves and embrace our evolutionary processes. The idea of cycles over time and the way those things play out in our lives isn't a new one by a long shot. Um, You know, I I think first about uh, the Mayan calendar with, you know, cycles of different lengths all running like gears inside each other. Or, or even the way the zodiac signs form their own cycles that tie in with the orbits of the planets. And, you know, humans have long looked to observable cycles to mark time, um, especially back before we had a set way of numbering the days of the year um, or recording precise historical data. So knowing when the flood season, for instance, was coming was important. Um, to survival. And even if that didn't mean you could control the floodwaters, it did mean you could time planting and harvesting and whatever to to take best advantage of whatever did unfold. And even if our own cycles today aren't quite that predictable, um, having a sense of what might be on the horizon gives us a chance to prepare our mindset. Now, I'm not talking about specific like what's going to happen for me in the coming year kind of divination. Um, This is general cycles, like the universe's cycles. And it's energetic more than anything else. You know, going into, for instance, going into 2020, I knew that it should be a time of rest and spiritual focus and drawing inward for me. Um, And I'm going to dig into numerologically how that, how you figure that out in the last portion of this episode. But even though I knew energetically what things were kind of going to steer towards in 2020, I had no way of knowing how that would happen. I mean, I would not have put money on global pandemic. But in the end, what was important was to take that opportunity to focus inward, to to already be that I was already prepared to focus on my spiritual growth. And that meant I knew I didn't need to fight against quarantine like it was something awful because this actually facilitated what I was hoping to achieve. Now, that's not how things played out energetically for everyone, of course. And there are plenty of you out there who, you know, for whom the numbers pointed to the very same dynamic as my numbers, but who maybe got sort of dragged into personal and spiritual self-discovery in a forcible sort of kicking and screaming kind of way. Um, you know, Lord knows I've had many, you know, years of, of resistance to the energetic cycles. Um, 2019 being one of them, I had big plans for myself in 2019 projects that I wanted to to do and achievements that I had sort of my, my energy set on, despite the fact that the calculation said it would be a family and home focused year. And all of those big plans pretty much fell apart. Um, All of the things that I had counted on really pushing to uh, get done, those opportunities dried up. And good stuff came out of it all. At this point in my life, I'm, I'm pretty good at feeling that energetic push and going with it instead of fighting it. But that energetic push had to kind of slam the door shut on things for me in 2020 or in 2019 uh, to get me to make that adjustment. So 
So here's the thing about divination in general, but especially this kind of divination. A lot of people fall into one of two groups. And it's pretty important to be honest with yourself about which one you are and how this has played out for you in your life. So the first group looks at the forces of the universe as being really in control. That, you know, divination is a way to anticipate things that are coming your way, but you're kind of just a boat in the storm for the most part. Um, and your ability to get through things is a matter of, you know, fate or divine in intervention or whatever. Um, so knowing what's coming doesn't allow you to change it. You just ha sort of have yourself prepared that it's coming. The second group looks at themselves as being most in control, that your choices, your energies, your intentions are what manifests things in your life. And so if there's, you know, something difficult coming your way, it's the result of what you've chosen or what you've attracted. And I'm going to challenge both sides here because both are partially true. And the truth is in the middle. Um, we all were impacted one way or another by the pandemic this year, regardless of what we manifested for ourselves. Um, the virus itself isn't something any one of us brought on globally via our individual choices or our actions. That's a much larger force to which, you know, we can only react as individuals. How we adapted on an energetic and an emotional level, the approach that we took to the experience, that is all on us. And it made a huge difference in how various people emerged on the other side of all this. So uh, not that we're really on the other side, but, you know, at the end of this year. So our lives are a blend of personal manifestation and external forces. And energetically speaking, things do tend to happen in cycles for us, like knowing that these things are cyclical, that, that this is just part of our energetic life experience, that we're going to, you know, face some years in which we're going to learn, you know, deep lessons about ourselves and other years where we'll find ourselves, you know, sort of rapidly making progress on things, years where our friends and family will be most important, years where we'll feel kind of restricted and unable to make a lot of progress, you know, knowing that gives us the ability to energetically prepare ourselves each year to experience 12 months of growth instead of 12 months of anger and frustration. If you have a suggestion for future show topics, please tag me on any of my social media profiles. Find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook as Bridget Owens Magic and on Twitter as Waxing Soul. Visit BridgetOwens.com for information about my upcoming book release and other spiritual resources, and for expanded versions of the downloadable resources for each episode, as well as access to patron-only Q&A live streams and a monthly Zoom meetup, join the page of podcasts here on my Patreon at patreon.com slash waxing soul. So here's where we get into a bit of numerology. And I'm not a numerology expert. One of my siblings is the numerologist of our family, but this is a simple enough thing that it won't take an expert to cover. So like I said, this year was a seven year for me, which meant that I knew going in, it was going to be a rest, you know, yet yeah, a rest year that was inwardly and spiritually focused. And even though I had no idea how that was going to play out, I went into the year basically not making big definite plans for, you know, things to achieve or, uh, you know, not focused on what kind of success I could have. And instead having not so much goals, but intentions in mind as far as 
wanting to do more writing, more reading, journaling, meditation, that kind of thing. So staying home, being able to stay home and clear a lot of obligations from my schedule, making time for, you know, working on myself and my spiritual life, that that was welcome. I was ready for that. Um, you know, it was like, okay, yeah, this is right in line with where I'm supposed to be this year. Now, if I look back nine years to 2011, the circumstances were different, but the numerology was the same. And I wasn't clued into the numerology then, but that was the year that um, I actually spent training for a marathon. I'm not a runner. This was a, a, a thing that I decided to do as a way to work through some internal self-development stuff as a deeply spiritual project. Um, nine years before that, 2002, that was the year I actually... Uh, lost my job, my career, my first choice of career, actually, and and spent about half the year unemployed, really digging into myself to figure out who I was and what I wanted to be going forward, um, trying to figure out, you know, all of that. So it's a cycle. It's a nine-year cycle. And those were all seven years for me. And I can't look at that cycle and say, of course, that every nine years I'm going to have some crazy traumatic upheaval. It's not that, you know, predictive. And, of you know, some of those years were actually very good. 2011, I got a promotion. But those years are going to push me to do some serious shadow work, some deep self-examination. And knowing that, I can be ready for it. Um, now, for instance, I know that in 2021, I'm headed into an eight year. So I'm ready for this big energetic shift for myself um, into, you know, I'll be ready for you know ideas to pan out, for projects to come together, to to have opportunities to succeed at, at, and accomplish things. And I can see that same cycle in my life on the eight years in the past. So 2012, for instance, um, made some sort of major career accomplishments, um, were you know recognized for things uh, at my job, won some awards, got married. Um, 2003. I established myself uh, in a new job. I resolved a major health issue. There were some some projects that that came together, um, kind of unexpectedly. Uh, 1994, I graduated high school. Um, I graduated valedictorian. Got a bunch of scholarships. Had a great start to my college career. You know, sort of big leaps forward happen in eight years for me. And I don't know what that will ultimately look like in 2021, but there's a difference in approach to a year when you expect it to push you to focus inward than when you expect it to bring external opportunities. So how do you figure out what your year number is and what that means for you in 2021? Uh, Well, it's pretty simple. So you add the digits of your birth month and your birth day and the digits of whatever year you're looking at, and you add them all together and reduce it until you get a single digit. So let's say you were born on the 1st of August and you want to know what your year number will be for 2021. So that's um, one for the day, eight for the month, uh, plus two, plus zero, plus two, plus one, where I'm suddenly having flashbacks to the movie Clue. (laughs) Um, Anyway, that adds up to 14. So one plus four then is five. So 2021 would be a five year for you if you were born on August 1st. Now, if you're a numbers person, I'm a numbers person, you might already notice that all of this really comes down to the year number and what that reduces to. That kind of defines the cycle because your birth month and your day never change, right? So for instance, 2020 adds up to four. It's a four year in a larger kind of global universal sense. That's what four years... Uh, you know, four years are about 
restriction and hard work and things being sort of challenging, <laughs> um, it you know brought restrictive energies into everyone's lives. But depending on what your birthday number reduces to, that energy is going to you know interact and man manifest in your life in a different way. So for me, anytime the year number reduces to four, my overall year number will be a seven because my birthday reduces to three. If that doesn't make sense for you, don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, the handout that I have today will do the math for you. Um, so that means restrictive energies for me every time they happen are going to be kind of a perfect opportunity to spend time on myself, to spend time on my spirituality. For other people, restrictive four-year energies um, will always kind of be a perfect time to change direction, start new things. Maybe, uh, you know, for others that you, those years will push them to lean on family and friends and focus at home. Um, for others, it'll give them the push to innovate and be creative and find new solutions for, for problems. So, um, for download today, I've basically made a numerological guide to 2021. So all you have to do is add your birth month and day and reduce it down, and it'll tell you what that means for you in the coming year. So I've done the rest of the math. And uh, as always, you can download that at BridgetOwens.com slash podcast. And the second page, or I guess the last page, if you print this out, has spaces to consider how this pattern has played out in the cycle in your past. So every time you've had a similar numer numerological year. So in 2012, 2003, 1994, 1985, however far back you can go. Um, so you can look at that pattern and how those, ener those energies have kind of interacted in your life in the past. And what I hope is that this can give you some some hope, some grasp on how you can go into 2021 with a sense of direction, even though we don't know specifically what's on the horizon. I mean, we know that 2021 adds up and reduces to five and five is about, ironically, maybe not, uh, travel and change and unexpected things and um, you know, sort of swift changes and, and movement and those kinds of energies. So what that means for you personally hinges a lot on, on you and your numerology. Um, but knowing, even if we don't know what's on, on deck for us specifically in 2021, we can go into it with an energy that leaves us prepared for personally what, what is in store for us with our own growth. And Trust me, this is way, way more helpful year to year than whatever resolution you might have been tempted to make. Thank you so much for listening. Look for a new episode of Waxing Soul every Thursday. You can find us on BridgetOwens.com slash podcast and wherever you usually listen to podcasts. If you can't find us at your usual podcast spot, drop a message to Bridget at BridgetOwens.com. All materials and resources, except the music, are copyright Bridget Owens. Music is Dreamcatcher by Kevin MacLeod, used under Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International. Find out more at BridgetOwens.com podcast. Many, many thanks to my readers, listeners, friends, mentors, inspirations, and my family. None of this, of course, happens in a bubble. Until next week, blessed be and be good to yourself.